Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of The Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today I have relationship expert, Suman Mangra. Welcome, Suman. Hello. Hi. Now, Suman, her area of expertise is manifesting your soulmate. That sounds so exciting, Suman. Can you tell me a little bit more about how our listeners can manifest their soulmate? Where Where do they start? Right. So it all starts with yourself, to be honest. Um, A lot of people are always looking outside themselves. They're looking at what is it that uh, they can give other people. And sometimes they're just looking at what the other person can offer them. But they're not looking at the deeper layers of what do they want and what's the main purpose. I've come across quite a few people in my career where they sometimes want a relationship for the wrong reasons sometimes. And there's no you know, it's for other people, especially in, in my own community, I come from an Indian background. So people of the Asian community, I've noticed, they tend to want to do it because it's something that's expected of them from their family or, or, you know, society. And I'm thinking, are you actually even ready to be in a relationship? Sometimes they've gone through some traumatic experience or a, break, a, a really bad breakup, and they're not actually ready to move to that next level, but they seem to be forcing themselves down that way. And they've not done all that work on themselves. So I I like to help out in that situation to say, let's work on yourself a bit, get yourself in the right place. And that will get you in a position where you can start attracting the right types of people in your life, rather than the repeat patterns that many people face. What specifically have you noticed that might be different in the Asian community than what there would be in the British Caucasian community that, that that might be an extra pressure for your community? The extra pressure tends to be from the family expectations. Uh, you know, historically, the parents' generation, they grew up with a certain mindset. Uh, you know, there might even be the element of, you know, uh, we're going to find somebody for you, or if you do find somebody for yourself, they need to meet a certain criteria. So they need to be the same caste. They need to be the same religion. All these like little restrictions get put in place and it's like you could find the ideal person who ticks so many boxes but they don't have the right colour of the skin, they're not following the right religion and within the same religion they might not even be the same caste so it really narrows down your selection of choice of who you can have as a potential partner who not only satisfies the needs of matching your family requirements but matching your own personal requirements of who's going to fulfil your soul needs which I think gets neglected. Wow, that 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 is so, like you say, restrictive and, and narrow. And uh, it must have been quite a challenge, I suppose, for relationships, you know, um, for our, yeah. for your elders especially, um, you know, who yeah. weren't, I suppose, I suppose like, like in the history of a lot of um, cultures, you know, divorce wasn't the done thing if um, in, in recent history. But it must be even more harder, you know, if you've had an arranged marriage in the first place that wasn't based that's on it. love. That's a spot on. That's one of the biggest uh, things that 
people in our community and especially like even generationally I mean in this generation I think it's a little bit more common and so a bit more accepted but I think uh, just a generation or so before it was it felt so much more stigmatized that all of a sudden that if your relationship hasn't worked out it seems to be the end of the world um it seems to be a lot of people get judgment about it so or sometimes they just feel there's a judgment about it so even though they might be meeting somebody and they don't have a judgment on them because they in their own mind have got certain you know things going on where they're holding a blockage of a thought pattern they eliminate that uh, you know the whole concept of building a relationship with a potential by their own uh, you know self sabotage almost because they think it's an issue or they won't go out their way to find somebody thinking that they're not worthy or there's a lot of uh, yeah there's a lot of things that come with that element of it as well yeah a lot of preconditioning isn't it that we can um you know i think we're our own harshest critics sometimes and uh, are judgmental to the extent that um you know like you said we can self sabotage without even realizing we're doing that and 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 not necessarily you know anybody externally that's that's passing judgment but just because we feel they are uh, can actually self sabotage our relationships going forward can't we it's exactly right and yeah the other element of that also is that um it sometimes keeps people in relationships that aren't working because of the fear of breaking up will mean divorce which will mean this that the other and all that extra stuff that comes with the pressure so there's not only pressure of getting into relationships there's a pressure of staying in relationships uh, and i think that can cause issues as well for people definitely can i think regardless of what what culture you're in that, that a lot of people do settle don't they for for what that's universal they, yes <laughs> for what they're, they're comfortable with and even if it's not a healthy relationship they'll still settle because they feel you know it's better than than entering into the unknown or, or having people yeah. or themselves pass judgment on them yeah right okay so um what would be your tips initially then to start people off on the manifesting your soulmate relationship path first thing i will always say to everyone is get themselves in the right position and what i mean by that is in a right frequency with yourself where there's alignment so figuring out with yourself of what is the main reason of why you're after this relationship why are you looking for this other person what's the requirement because if it's coming from a perspective of a neediness or you feel like you're not complete and this person's going to complete you you're potentially going to fall into this relationship where you're quite clingy or needy and it can sabotage that relationship as well so you need to be in a good wholesome place where you're complete and you're meeting a complete person you know people talk about wanting to find the other half but you need to realize that you're a complete person within yourself once you have that confidence and that belief in yourself that you you are enough on your own you don't you're not seeking the validation from another person because that's where complications happen when that's what you're looking for and and you might struggle to find that because you need to validate yourself ultimately yeah it it starts with the work within uh, we keep sort of i think as as relationship experts keep saying this over and over that it does start with yourself and doing the work within and like you say yeah. not looking for that external validation but validating yourself as being worthy validating yourself as being enough 
and values dating yourself as as uh, having standards and boundaries and deserving of the best yes that's exactly right and I think where where my experience comes into it is when I found somebody initially who I'm not I didn't end up marrying in the end um, but I was in a relationship and at the time they were the one they were my love my be all end all I couldn't think of anything outside of that and um, I was so committed to them and, and you know, in my heart, I always just felt like there's only, again, part of the conditioning I'd grown up with, there's only one person made for me. If I don't have to be this person, how can I be with anybody else? Oh my God, my life's come to an end. And, and there was a lot of uh, pressures and looking back, a slight uh, being a bit naive in the situation that thinking that things are only black and white and not realizing there's other options. And, and so because of my expectations from that relationship, when that didn't work out for me, and then when I was going on the journey to try and look elsewhere, again, I wasn't in the right mindset. I wasn't the right person. So even if I'd found the right person, I wasn't probably right for them. Um, and I needed to do all that work on myself first because my steam was quite low. And I feel like um, the comments I was hearing from family members and so-called friends weren't always helpful. You know, sometimes that esteem was knocked down further to make me feel like, oh, you you should do this. You should, you know, you should go and lose weight. You'll, you'll get a line of people after you if you lose weight. And I used to be like, well, if, if somebody's just going to be with me for that reason, are they really with me or just because I look a certain way? So there's loads of layers to it, I guess, that were, were getting in my mind and, and putting me down further. But then I started doing a bit of self-evaluation and realizing to myself, well, there's a lot more to me than just weight. What, what qualities do I bring to the table? If I get with somebody, what, what is it that I have? There's a lot more to me because it, it's, it mainly came from when my mum was looking for somebody for me um, and she was like trying to find through, you know, our uh, relatives uh, if there's any suitable suitors for me. <laughs> uh, and then always, always coming down to this bottom line about, oh, she's quite a big healthy girl and I need a big healthy boy and I'd be like look there's other qualities I have <laughs> and there's other qualities I need in a person so when I started assessing what I wanted and really broke it down and then I came across these uh, law of attraction practices I started thinking okay let's see what I can do here what how can I manifest somebody and uh, build it up so that's the that's the types of tips that now I give other people and I've seen people see successful results with it as well. I don't, I totally understand, you know, um, I, I was really actually angry when I saw a post in a group and it was actually, you know, a, a group that I'm involved with. I won't mention the name of it, but let's mm -hmm. just say there was a relationship experts in there. And then I, okay. I, it, it outraged me because there was a post saying, lose weight and find your soulmate. And I'm like, what, you know? What message is yeah. that sending to women who are curvy or bigger than the the average woman? Yeah. You know that Talk they have to lose weight <laughs> to find the one. They're already probably got esteem issues, and then make them feel more paranoid. Yes, you know, not ideal. No, I mean I've always been a big girl, and I've never mm. had a problem attracting. Um, you know, the opposite sex. There haven't always been healthy relationships in the past or yep. even fulfilling relationships in the past, but I've never had a problem attracting a, a guy. So it's but got nothing to do with weight. 
Yeah, exactly right. Because equally, I've, I've got so many friends and family around me that are like of a healthy weight. And even some girls who are absolutely stunning, beautiful, look like models. They've been in unhealthy relationships. They've, they've struggled to find the right one. And I'm thinking, well, if they've got the weight box ticked, but they're still struggling, there's more to it than this. Absolutely, there is. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been in a phenomenal... I had a happy relationship with my ex-husband, don't get me wrong. Uh, I didn't have the skills and tools that I've got now to, to take that to the next level where I, I really experienced, you know, an open heart and lots of passion and intimacy. But, you know, we were happy. Uh, that well, It wasn't an, an unhealthy relationship, but I just hadn't got the tools then to make that, you know, any better than what it was. And I was, felt like I was just settling. But the relationship I've got now, you know, is phenomenal. You know, we have lots of passion mm -hmm. in our relationship, lots of intimacy. And, you know, it's, it's alive. And it, it, it's not dependent on me being slim. <laughs> exactly right. Because ultimately it is our hearts and our souls that connect with people, that energies. And that doesn't have any form. No. No, it's got nothing. So, ladies, if you're listening to this, it's got nothing to do with shape and size at all in the context of what actually does create or attract a phenomenally healthy, happy, mm -hmm. fulfilling relationship. So that, that that's good news for any of you out there that think, oh, you know, for me to be able to attract mm -hmm. the right man, I, I really need to be some slim dolly bird. No, that's not the case. Yeah. You'd be pleased to know. Yeah, there's two curvy ladies on this uh... <laughs> Uh, podcasts that are happy in happy successful relationships and again like yourself Lynn I'm, I'm, I myself haven't ever struggled in that sense to find people I I just went through a phase where I did struggle to find the one that fitted the criteria that I needed for what I was looking for in a person and and it's quite interesting actually touching on that as I was experimenting with the law of attraction I actually at one point I'd created this list of of all the ideal qualities I wanted in a person. And I did manifest them and I met them, but they didn't still fulfill what I wanted. And I realized that I wasn't looking at the bigger picture. There was still something missing. So they say, be careful what you wish for, because you will, when you do really utilize these tips and tricks and these techniques, once you manifest that person, you, you sometimes you go through more of a process of what you don't want in a person more than what you want. And that helps you identify a little bit more of what you actually want. Definitely. Yes, I, I can relate to that. I think we always attract the people that we need to grow. You know, I think that, yes. you know, it's always, you're always meant to be right where you are. And if you're single right now, you know, utilize that. You know, sometimes it's not a bad thing to be single. You know, to mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a good time to get that inner work done so that the next relationship you attract isn't, you know, um, the same relationship, but in a different man form, because <laughs> uh, yeah, people exactly will attract these right. patterns, don't they? Um, you know, and think about how you can access somebody that can give you the tips and the tools to really attract the, the next relationship being that phenomenal mm -hmm. soulmate relationship and not just somebody you're just going to settle for just so you can say you're in a couple. That's it. I mean, um, yeah, there's some people that I've I've met in my life and they're, they're just uh, sometimes be with people for the sake of what they want to show society or they, they just want to feel about how they're coming across uh, with, with their peers. And I'm thinking straight away they're not the right reasons to be with someone and it may last for a bit, but you're not going to get the long-lasting, fulfilling relationship from something like that. No. 
Uh, I 100% agree with that. You know, the, um, the, the actual package on the outside is one thing. And I think, we, you know, it's, it's common knowledge. And I think most people agree that initially when it comes to guys looking at girls, they do go for the visual package to start with until they get to know the woman. So there yep. is there is something that there is an element of truth with that. But, you know, if there yep. isn't any substance underneath, you know, you can be the most gorgeous dolly bird. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, it won't attract long term love like you just said. It, 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 it'll it probably just be a temporary thing. And, and the same in reverse, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think with women, we tend to be less visual. You know, I think obviously there needs to be some sort of type of attraction mm -hmm. but sometimes that's not always a physical attraction I think where women are concerned that, that you a lot yeah. of the times I think we're attracted by that a man's you know energy is masculine energy or is mm -hmm. his power that he's projecting you know in terms of his, exactly. his status say masculinity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it, could, it could be anything to do with like the way they carry themselves yes their persona their nature um that confidence and, and from the whole biological point of view I think there is an element of what we look at the long term of will they look after me will they be a good parent for our children you know do they have the father qualities in them we, we sometimes can not realize that we're doing that but there's elements we look at of them and it's actually internally we're ticking those little boxes as well yeah and i think women are more likely to um and, and if they're, they're not given this tip then I, I do think it's worthwhile when you're going on dates is to give a guy a chance you know if he's not physically necessarily you know who you've got in your mind as being mm. the guy that you can tick all the boxes against as regards the the physical characteristics give him a chance because quite mm -hmm. often a guy is the one for you on based on the way he makes you feel so give a guy a chance you know yes. sit with it for a while go on a few dates and, and and actually be conscious about how is this guy actually making you feel because mm -hmm. I think for women, you know, we that that's huge in terms of yeah. gauging, you know, is this going to be a great long-term prospect for me? Yes, exactly right. I, I totally agree with you. So in terms of um, manifesting your soulmate then, would you have any sort of step-by-step uh, -step process that you would coach people through? Yes, yeah, so I, I do have many steps, uh, but I'll pick out the most relevant ones and one most easy ones for people to start working on um first thing you need to do is draft up a list of what it is you want in a person because somebody i was working with uh, at one point a couple of years ago um they were saying that they're not having a problem finding people they're just struggling to find the one and i said okay so what is it you want in a person what do you want it was a guy this was actually a gentleman who wanted a, a lady in his life I said, what do you want in her, uh, this ideal woman? And he said, I just want a nice girl. And I was like, do you know how many nice girls there are in the universe? <laughs> She's like, the universe is sending you nice girls, but they're not the right girls. You know, you, you can't be that vague. So I said, get a little bit more clearer on what qualities you want them to have, why you want them to have those particular qualities. And uh, then then what, what they did when they drafted up their initial list, a very extensive list, they sent it over to me. And at that point is when I actually noticed there was something that they were doing, which surprised me, which I don't think they realized they were doing. And I thought, you wrote in here everything you want to do for this lady, what you want to do for her, what you're going to give in your relationship, what you, you know, she's going to receive all this amazing stuff in this relationship. What's she doing for you? 
And he was quite surprised at that. He's like, actually, I didn't think about that. I said, well, if you're going to manifest all this, you might end up with a bit of a princess who's a bit of a, you know, she's going to just expect things to be done for her because you've created that. Is that ideally what you want? So then I painted that picture of what the relationship would look like. So then they came back to me and then they wrote and more extra things in there. Like they want to go on holidays together. They want to have shared values. They want to look after each other. He'll, he wants her to, you know, massage his head if he's had a long day. He's <laughs> going to cook her breakfast when she's had a... And he really went into a lot of detail with it, which was quite nice to see. So I would say go into, write a bit of a, like a story almost as if it's happening right now of how your life, you vision it with this soulmate of yours of what you, how you want your life to look. And um, when you do that, that's the first tip then. So to get clarif clarification on what it is you want in a relationship and why you want that. Then the second stage would be to start doing a visualization process. So some people, and again, um, some clients that I've worked with, they will use vision boards. Mm -hmm. Some people create collages on their phones. You can even do that. Some people use, go online. You can easily find pictures where there's like silhouettes of couples so you don't need to have a face on the picture. You can put your own picture in there. You can have silhouette pictures in there. And then some quotes, so romantic quotes, loving quotes, soulmate quotes. Uh, there's there's so many available on the internet. So, so grab the ones that catch your eye that you resonate with and uh, pop them together and then take time out during your day. So I'd always say first thing in the morning and last thing at night for definite. And if you have extra time in the middle of the day at some point, look at it and Look at it and have feelings of gratitude, happiness, um, and, and really believe that this is coming your way. This is come, you know, it's around the corner. It can happen at any time. You know, don't limit where it might come from. Don't don't try and think you know exactly how you're going to find them. Just leave it into the universe's hand and have that belief, ultimate deep down pit in your stomach belief that this is going to happen for me and that this perfect person is going to come my way. I love that, you know, and I'm, I'm glad you mentioned don't worry about the how, you know, or even the when. <laughs> yeah, Just know it's right. going to happen, you know, and, and don't limit yourself as to how it's going to show up. Mm -hmm. I did something similar. I didn't do a vision board, but I actually wrote a letter about my soulmate and, and wrote it to him and how he made me feel. And, it, you know, I love literally... <laughs> and literally when I met him, which was literally within six months, um, yeah, he was really impressed, you know, with how some of the details actually did relate to our relationship and how it, had, you know, um, manifested itself. So, yeah, yeah, I, I totally buy into what you're saying in, yeah. in regards uh, to I mean, my one of my clients that I worked with, I was absolutely shocked with when within two months, uh, well, about three, two, three to three, two to three months of myself working with him and him using these techniques, um, when he, he said he found somebody and he's like, you won't believe how, like, uncannily she's ticked the boxes of what I wanted in a person. Like, literally, when I saw a picture of her as well, it's like, like what he'd wrote was I seen it in that picture and I thought, wow, this is mad. But it was what was quite interesting about his journey was that even though in his criteria, he actually had a certain age range in mind, he had a certain background in mind because of the whole... Um, family what what he wanted somebody to do who'd fit in with the family and what the family kind of would have been happy with as well so he wanted somebody from his own background and um at the time though he did tell me that 
he was keeping his energy open. So sometimes when he used to go like, he used to like shopping at House of Fraser and he's like, oh, the, the cashier was really friendly and really helpful. So even though he knew that she was a different background and a different age, he, he'd ask her out for a coffee and still ask if she'd want to see, you know, what time is the shift finishing? Because at that time before he met this, the lady who was his soulmate in the end, who he's married now, um, at that time whilst he was on his journey, he wanted to keep his energy open, that he's willing, he's looking for a relationship, he's ready to still talk to people, he's still being open-minded, you know, and that was really nice to see that he didn't restrict himself in that sense, even though he had his wish list, which he utilised and read and energised and visualised, he still made, you know, made his energy available for whoever could be there who might be the right person. Yeah, I think, you know, don't get too bogged down would be my advice on your wish list as well, you know, because there could be things that are on there. Um, You know what, with with my, um, I suppose, details that I wrote about... um, my soulmate was that I more or less stated that I wanted somebody that was teetotal. As it happened, the guy I attracted, he he did drink, but literally within six weeks, he'd stopped drinking. <laughs> not because That's I so told ironic. him to, but you know because. You know but you know, I just says that I would love you know to live a long, healthy life, and I. Yeah. You know, I want to be in a relationship with a guy that that also wants that, and he just made that decision for himself. That's amazing. And you know what? I can relate to that because I was similar in the sense of I didn't want a smoker because I I struggle with the smell of smoke uh, to be near me or my clothes. Or, you know, I don't, if I meet, if I have friends or family, it's not somebody who, you know, I'm living with. So I don't have to think about like it being like in my furniture or in my house. And, um, you know, I can struggle with my breathing with it. So I was like, one of my criteria was that. And, my husband now, who I'm with, uh, at the time when I met him, he was actually uh, a heavy smoker. And uh, he, he was smoking from a young age, from the age of 13. So when I actually met him, I did say to him that, oh, by the way, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not quite keen on this. But I didn't say anything else to him. I, I thought he, he's his own person. It's something he does. In my mind, I just thought, mm, I'm not keen on this. And within like a couple of days, he's like, well, I don't, I'm going to stop smoking now. And he, of his own will, just stopped smoking out the blue. I never even asked him to. He just did it himself. And uh, he he switched to e-cigarettes and then he started vaping. And I didn't mind that as much, but it was the cigarettes. I was a bit funny about it, but it just happened itself again. by, By the universe just did it itself. Yeah, and that's exactly how it should be. You know, I think if you ever want it, and this is speaking from a woman giving tips about, you know, um, if there's a particular habit that a guy's got that you're not very keen on, never criticize that him and make it feel mm-hmm. that he should, in other words, um, start shudding all over him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I call it. Uh, don't, don't should all over him, you know, because he'll just resist. So, and yeah. you know, where energy persists, people resist. But just make it about what you would like, you know, make it about you. Just say, you know, I'd really love to be in a relationship where, um, you know, we, I was it with somebody that I could live a long, healthy life with. And so it doesn't, mm-hmm. doesn't make it about him. It could be about anybody that you're in a relationship with. Um, That's and right. then he's more likely to think, mm, you know what, 
because men generally just want to make their woman happy, that they end up making that decision. So uh, yeah. what I was saying initially was, you know, in terms of your wish list, there might be one or two things that that you know are not desirable in a guy that you could meet that could still turn out to be the soulmate of your dreams. And Exactly right. And, because even if people want certain things like a certain career or certain income, those things can change. Yes. So, you know, it's... Um, it, what I would say is talking about the wish list, something that's just come in my mind. Um, there are some people who sometimes have a very modest wish list, thinking, I don't want to ask for too much. I, I don't want to look like I'm greedy or I'm very picky or choosy. What I say to people is write a list which is 110% or 150%, because more than likely you're going to meet somebody who's not going to meet that fully. They will be like, you'll probably meet somebody who's 80, 90%, maybe even 95. There'll be some things on there that you will be willing to compromise with when they're ticking so many boxes. But you might as well want them ticking loads of boxes rather than they only tick two or three. So have a have an extensive wish list, but don't be bogged down by it. It's exactly right. And um, be okay with certain things that you, you know, because uh, again, some of the clients that I've worked with, they have had um, a few key things non-negotiable. So maybe like five things that are really like they have to have and other things they're like, I don't mind this or I don't mind that. Yeah, I agree. And sometimes, you know, even the non-negotiable, such as religion, for example, can mm-hmm. I, I, I've seen work, you know, when uh, I was with a, a girlfriend who was adamant that she didn't want anybody that wasn't Jewish. But when she met a guy that was a Christian, guess what? Mm-hmm. You know, there were so many other complementary factors that did tick other boxes that they just accepted you know that they had different religions and different beliefs and um it was fine (laughs) you know what's quite interesting there is that whole that feeling of i really don't want somebody who's not this you're more likely to track that but just by thinking that way about it (laughs) (laughs) funny enough so i think that's what happened with her Yeah, exactly. And you know what? That they've got a very happy marriage and they've just learnt to compromise on that. And and similarly with my partner, you know, we've got very differing polarized political views, but we don't let that bother us in terms of, you know, affecting our marriage. It's just you know, we to respect each other's different opinions around that. And you know what? Sometimes the different things it's a bit like the yin and the yang. You get that balance in your relationship sometimes by having those little differences because Another example is I had a lady um, where she was, she's a bit like myself and she's quite a loud, proud, bubbly girl. And her initial want in a person was that I want a loud guy. And she she thought she wanted somebody who was like her. But when she went on a date with a person who was actually a very loud person, she goes, oh my God. She goes, I couldn't think myself and I couldn't hear myself think. I realised I'm so loud. I need a listener. I don't want a loud person. <laughs> and and she ended up with somebody who's quiet as a mouse. <laughs> Yeah, but it works because their balance of their energies and the way they work with each other, they, they complement each other that way. Definitely. And I think sometimes, like you said, you know, what we think we want isn't necessarily what we need or what's good for oh, us. So true. <laughs> so true. That's happened in my life as well, yeah. <laughs> I, I I like the the um, another quote around that in, in that, you know, man makes a plan and then the universe has a good laugh because they've got a bigger, greater plan that's totally different. <laughs> Yes, that's true. That is so true. Yeah. And doesn't that happen and, and work out usually like that? So any other tips or ideas that you've not touched on? So you was you were saying, you know, about um, initially 
um, working on yourself and then doing a list mm -hmm. and well, what what comes next? So then you, you're doing the visualization, you're putting yourself in the attitude of gratitude every day to have gratefulness for the things you already have. Um, and then when you're doing your visualization to feel yourself as though you're already in that relationship as if it's already come about. Um, but yeah, the, the in between of the day as well to, to switch off from it and so not to overly think about it. So you're choosing certain points in the day that you're doing that, but the rest of the day, carry on with your day like you would as normal because you, you need to be on your normal energy it has to be on a good frequency and you've got to be happy with your every day as it is. If each day you're feeling lonely, you're feeling like you don't have someone, you're feeling like you need the completion. It's like you've, you've touched on yourself. You'll, you'll resist attracting it in your life because you're persisting with that energy. Mm. So you need to let go of it and letting go is key. I think um, uh, sometimes we're holding on to past thoughts or past expectations and, or even current existing expectations that it's going to be this way. It should be this way. We'd like it that way. And, and it's about put your desirables on a, on a plate and then just like a order to the universe, be like, this is what I'd love to have and you will deliver it and then let, let it go into the universe as if it's gone into the wind uh, and, and and don't think too much about it or overthink it because then you're just stressing yourself out. Then if it's not happening, you'll start spiraling down the energy route where you, you're worried about why it hasn't happened. When is it going to happen? Oh, this doesn't work. And and then that all of a sudden you've opened the, the cap on the whole, the negative type of energy, which is going to push it away further from yourself and you're not doing yourself any favors there. Um, I think another thing that I did with the whole wish list, I think with the person that I was with previously, there was a lot of things that I thought I still wanted in the person that they had. And I had to go through a realization that, well, having those qualities didn't make that person right for me. So really thinking about the, the what it is that you want. Um, there was something else that had come in my mind and it's kind of like gone now, but there was something else I wanted to touch on. So I'll come back to that when it gets back to me. Okay. Well, I did like what you said about letting go and um, also um, not having expectations because as well, you know, I think nothing weighs more heavily, especially on a man from a woman, than the weight of her mm -hmm. expectations. Yes. <laughs> and that can be, like you say, a definite push a guy away energy that you're exuding. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I did actually find that helped me in my own personal life was uh, just being very confident in myself. I think uh, some guys can find confidence very attractive. Uh, again, it, it can uh, add to a glow or a beauty about a person. Um, sometimes th this is where I feel like some beautiful girls can struggle when they can be quite insecure um, and they don't feel like they're that good looking or they, they're worried that their looks are the only reason why someone's with them. Just uh, building yourself and reflect on yourself of, what makes you unique and what makes you special? You know, what is it that makes you different from other people? And sometimes that same thing, it's, it's just two ways to look at something. Like if you look at a coin or from one side, you'll see tails, from one side, you'll see heads. It just depends on which side you're looking at it from. So like somebody could say to me about my weight being a reason why someone might not find me attractive. But then I'll be like, but my weight could be a reason that um, somebody could feel when they're with me they don't need to worry about me running off with someone else or something, <laughs> you know, and there's two ways to look at things. And again, like when I used to have a lot of like people in my family as well about my personality, cause I was a bit quite 
without a filter and being quite loud and proud type person. She talks too much. You're too over the top. You should tone it down a bit. And I think, well, tone it down for who? For what? And why? This is how I've been made. This is what how I feel comfortable. I need to be myself. If I'm not myself, I'm just not going to be happy with myself. And then what am I bringing to the table? So I learned to be okay with all of those things that other people seem to not be okay with. And when I was meeting guys who weren't okay with that, or they got intimidated by my, you know, overness, I was like, well, that just is clarifying that you're not right for me because you need somebody who's a bit toned down. Someone else in the world is ready to be with you who's that way. I need to be with somebody who's okay with me being this way. And, uh, you know, I had to accept myself in order to realise if I want somebody to accept me as I am, I need to accept myself as I am. Absolutely correct. First and foremost, it's about accepting yourself regardless of what you look like, regardless of your size and shape, regardless of whether you consider yourself beautiful or not. You always yeah. are beautiful and unique in somebody's eyes. You know? <laughs> and we're all God's children and we're all beautiful in that sense. And another tip that I give people as well who have got any confidence in their looks uh, department, if there's a part of your body that you don't like or a part of your face you don't like, there might be, you need to focus on the parts you do like. So for me, it used to be like, okay, you know, maybe I've got a double chin. I'm not going to focus on that. What do I like about my face? Oh, I think I've got pretty eyes. I think I've got a nice smile. Or, you know, when somebody does, I don't like my belly. I don't like my stomach. I don't like my thighs, maybe. Well, I like my toes. I like my hands. I like my nails. You know, find things about yourself that you do like because you're not going to be 100%, you know, the worst, ugliest person in the world. You're going to have certain things about you. All of We have to realise that we're not perfect. Not, nobody is perfect. And it's our imperfections that make us unique. So it's okay not to be perfect. And the things that are perfect about us, we need to give it a bit more attention. Like, I've got really lovely hair, you might think to yourself, or I've got a nice neck, I've got a nice chest, or you might be quite busty and be proud of that. So find things that you, you like about yourself and don't keep focusing on the things that you don't. That's a great tip. I love that. Yeah. Um, certainly, the, I think we can all find things that we think, well, if somebody asks you the question, what do you think are your either your best personality traits or what do you think are your best assets in terms of your yeah. body or physical appearance? You will be able to at least pick a couple of things, whether it's your eyes, your eyelashes, you know, like you said, yeah. your, your nails, yeah. even <laughs> your hair, whatever. Like, I know it was quite silly, but I used to always look at myself and think, I really like my nose. I've got a nice and show. It's not too big. It's not too small. I've got a nice nose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, funnily enough, that's something I've been complimented on. And I hadn't even yeah. realised that it was something that people found attractive. You know, when I used to look at myself, yeah. I never thought, oh, I've got a pretty nose. But because people yeah. have commented in it and said, you've got a really lovely straight nose and it, and it, you know it's in terms of noses it's, it's a desirable nose to have i'm, I'm thinking oh i never <laughs> never thought about my nose in that way before so you can but, ask um, other interestingly, people my husband even said to me as well it's, it's a compliment he gave me once he goes why have you got such a perfect nose and i was like you think so as well <laughs> Yeah, he's yeah. Like, yeah, you've got a lovely butchered nose. I was like, mm, I used to think that as well. I'm glad <laughs> you agree. <laughs> but it, what I'm saying is you can ask other people, you know, what features they think are attractive about you. And I'm sure yeah. they might even mention something you've not even thought about. 
Yeah, but again, I think some people, if you're in the mindset where you're already criticizing yourself, you've got to be open to the compliments and open to people's honest feedback because I've seen girls where I, I will say to them, but I think you've got a beautiful smile. I think you've got beautiful eyes. They're like, no, no, no. My eyes are the worst thing. I don't say that. Oh, I hate the way I sound. You've got a nice voice, even. Oh, I hate the way I sound. <laughs> and then just criticizing yourself so much. And And one girl I even spoke to, she was like, uh, I'm just so horrible. I'm so ugly. Um, and I said to her, so you're on this quest to find someone. You think you're very ugly and not attractive. I go, is that what you want your fella to say to you? She goes, no, of course not. <laughs> so what are you saying about yourself then? Exactly. Say about yourself what you want the other person to say about you. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And and be open to receiving compliments. We're, we're quite poor normally. Uh, being good receivers aren't aren't we uh, when it comes to compliments or we we just want to bat them off or give compliments back rather than just get used to you know if somebody gives you a compliment just saying wow thank you and just leave it at that i'll be honest <laughs> i was really i was the worst with this because i'm the opposite i never had this problem because i used i think it was because of my sense of humor and the way i used to just I guess it was my way of uh, dealing with a compliment. But if anybody ever gave me a compliment, or usually I used to get the compliments by passing by fellas and just, just you've got a gorgeous smile or something. I just My answer used to always be like, I know. And I'd say, oh, how has she just Love said it. that? I'd be like, I know that I've got a nice smile, thanks. You know, and, and it, depends on, it depends on where it came from. Yeah. So if it was like a genuine friend or family, I'd be like, thank you, that's really sweet, that's lovely. And so I would compliment back. Because if, if you find it hard to digest a compliment, it's easy to digest it by giving one back. Um, but get to the point where you're happy to digest them and you you accept them and receive them and, and you know yourself that you deserve that compliment. Uh, and even part of your affirmations, another tip here is have that affirmation that I receive compliments regularly. Yeah. I'm always, um, compliments. I'm always being complimented on, on something or another because I'll be honest, no word of a lie. I When I used to start affirming that in my life, I started getting random compliments for the most random things. Uh, and I'd, I'd, be walk, I'd be in a queue somewhere in a shopping centre and somebody would be like, can I just say you've got a really nice coat? Oh, thanks. <laughs> can I just say, where did, did you get your nails done? Your nails look amazing. <laughs> I can say, I, honestly, just a few weeks ago, I was... Uh, shopping and I did some shopping I did I brought some presents and stuff and I, I went to the cafe area and started wrapping the presents there because I needed it for the evening and a lady and her mum came up to me out of the blue and I was wondering what have I done or what do they need and she goes hi I go yeah you're okay and she goes I can't help but notice I really love the color of your hair <laughs> I love the dye what dye have you used me and my mum were just looking at you and we think it looks lovely and I was like oh uh, it's it's and I gave X Y Z whatever it was at the time, but that really threw me. But I thought, oh my god, the more I keep saying it, the more I get these random compliments from the universe. So it doesn't necessarily have to be from other men or other you know particular people. Just think, I receive compliments from the universe, and and the universe will deliver. Uh, yes, I I totally subscribe to that, and uh, it just it's just nice to get used to receiving compliments without feeling the need yeah. to say. You know, if somebody mentions you've got lovely hair without sort of saying, oh, no, no, it looks awful and and, and being dismissive of it, you know, actually giving them the gift of 
Well, thank you, because it is a gift if somebody gives you a compliment. And for you to sort of um, not acknowledge that, really, it's, it's been quite rude, I feel. Yeah, that's true. And uh, the more you be rude and you're sending that energy out to the universe, the universe will just turn around and then give you more of that, mm. of, of people who don't compliment you or or do uh, almost. It's self-fulfilling prophecy, because if you're going to keep saying, I've got bad hair, things are going to happen around you that will start making you have worse hair. Mm. So, for example, you might have more humid conditions or your shampoo doesn't match you or, you know, the weather's just throwing your hair off. So every time you're in any situation, your hair looks bad and you're thinking you, you're almost affirming it to yourself because those situations will start creating where you start noticing it more. Whereas if you start saying, actually, my hair's not that bad, my hair's quite nice, slowly you'll start seeing your texture changing or the colour looking better or brighter. On, and you, you, you find what you look for is the truth. You will find what you look for. Yeah, or get what you focus on. Yeah, uh-huh. Yes. I subscribe to that as well. So some great tips um, and ideas. Simone. Even with the hair one, there was another one I just thought of with skin. Some people sometimes have quite bad skin or a lot of acne or scars and they keep focusing on that. I've got really bad skin. I've got really bad skin. I'm thinking you're affirming it. You're creating it. You, you make get, you're just attracting more bad skin. So start telling yourself, I've got good skin. I've got good skin. I've got amazing skin and get yourself into that energy. And even if you find it hard to think about your face, Think of part of your body where you've got good skin because you're not going to possibly have it everywhere. So you could always say, oh, yeah, look at your thighs maybe or look at your arms and be like, I've got good skin. I've got good skin and get that energy inside yourself and, and you'll start seeing an improvement in those areas as well. I just thought of another one too that's a, a great tip for uh, our listeners and that is um, I see so many women look in the mirror and saying, oh, my God, you know, I can see another wrinkle. Well, you know what? When I look in the mirror, <laughs> I look in the mirror and say, wow girl you're looking amazing you're reversing yeah. the aging process don't you look great because i'm i'm 59 nearly 16 most people don't wow. believe that i'm that age yeah no you don't look it at all <laughs> so it works yeah, <laughs> you know so really- look in the mirror and like you say focus on the good things that you can see and and you know, one, be grateful for that. that as well you've just made me think of another thing as well mirror techniques so actually affirming positive things whilst you're looking at yourself in the mirror. Uh, that's a, that's something that's quite useful and affirming all those positive things. Even if you find three positive things about yourself, uh, saying them back to yourself about what you admire and appreciate about yourself on a daily basis. And then with time, build on it, start or change it around. So one day it could be three things about your looks and the next day it could be three things about your personality. But Every day, give yourself compliments and give yourself appreciation and validation. Um, and also, if somebody wants to go the extra mile, record it. Record um, what you put down as your story of your manifestation of a partner, but also include in their affirmations and, and listen to it back on a daily basis. When your own brain is hearing your own voice back saying good things to yourself, you'll be amazed at what that's doing on your subconscious mind. That's a great idea and another fabulous tip. Well, listeners, we're we're coming to the end of this particular episode. I think we've absolutely maxed out such a lot of information within this particular episode around manifesting your soulmate and, and loads of great tips and ideas that have come about as a result of talking about that particular subject. So thank you so much, Suman. That's, that's been fabulous. 
I really enjoyed uh, discussing all of that. It's my area of passion, so I, I could talk about it day and night. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'm sure the listeners have really appreciated and are taking massive amounts of notes. Uh, and if they're not in a position to take notes, I'm sure they'll listen to it again when they are in a position to, to jot down all this great information. So if um, our listeners want to get in touch with you, Suman, can you give us your contact information and I'll also make sure that this is included in the show notes for our listeners as well. Certainly. So I'm on most of the social media platforms. You'll be able to find me on LinkedIn, on Facebook. Predominantly, I use them on Instagram as well. Um, I do also use Twitter and Snapchat very less. So Facebook is my go-to, Facebook and LinkedIn. Um, So if you want to connect with me on there, you can send me a message. And I'm happy to connect with yourself. I do have my website as well, sumanmangra.com. The website predominantly is on relationship building and dealing with going from breakup to breakthrough. Uh, So it is going to be getting renovated soon because there's more things I'm bringing to the table. So for now, but my contact information is available on there. My contact number is 07515-818-811. If anybody does want to give me a call or drop me a text, um, and then I can give you a call back. Uh, but uh, email as well. Um, I'm using two emails at the moment. The one you can definitely get me on is my Gmail, which is just my name, sumanmangra at gmail.com. And, and then I can get back to you. But ideally, the, the social media platforms are probably the, the best way to contact me. All right. So let me just spell that for our listeners. So Suman. Her first name is S-U-M-A-N and Suman's surname is M-A-N-G-H-R-A. That's Suman Mangra. But the information will, I'll make sure, be contained within the show notes for those listeners that would like to get in touch. Thanks again, Suman. That's been great. I've really enjoyed it. And until next time, (laughs) we'll wrap it up for now. So listeners, remember, true love starts with opening our hearts. And until next time, take care. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group, Two Hearts Entwined, or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn, or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts-entwined.com Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.